Adelaide Test Day 1. Starting a bit later today, the day-night test, and we've got great memories of the Adelaide Test. Here, all thanks to Morn Team Chair at Keltenham. Cheltenham. Everyone's talking about Morn Team. But a few years ago, everyone was talking about this man, and everyone was talking about a South African where, who made his debut and defied the odds. I speak of Peter Siddle. He's now, uh, well, he's been a striker for some time. He's now the skipper of the strikers. He joins us on the line. Good morning, Sids. Good morning, boys. Hey, uh, mate, I want to go back to that test match against South Africa. Faf on debut, but you, from, from memories being there, and I was sitting in the stand, and you had to do a serious amount of heavy lifting in both innings, and it was rather warm too. What are your recollections of that test match? No, it was a, it was a bloody nightmare. You, you would bust it. <laughs> you'd bust away for for five days, and then um, and finish in a drawer. I think that's the that's the most disappointing thing. But yeah, it was. Um, James Pattinson went down early, so I think it was um, Ben Hilfenhaus and myself, yeah, had the bowl a fair few overs and a, and a lot more than we expected, and in the end, to no reward. In the second innings of that, you bowled 33 overs. You took four for 65. Michael Clark, you'd never see this, he bowled 18. Nathan Lyon bowled 50, but, I mean, we all know he doesn't run in very far and do much work. David Warner, six. Even Rob Corney rolled the arm over and bowled six overs. You've done all the heavy lifting. You've taken all the poles. It... it it was a debut that really made Faf's career, though, wasn't it? We were going to get him on the show to, to chat through it with you, but it, it sort of it sort of set Faf up for for what he sort of showed for South Africa for years after that. Yeah, it did. It was obviously yeah. In the end, it was an amazing Test match. Um, turned out to be a pretty good series as well. But yeah, no, it definitely kickstarted his career, and, and and off he went. And we all know yeah where where he ended up and where he is today. And um, but yeah, all in all. Um, yeah, disappointing end for us, but um, yeah, we definitely threw everything at him, and uh, we, yeah, we just just couldn't get through him. What are some of your better memories of Adelaide Oval? Um, probably probably playing the first ever. We're speaking of the day night test match starting today. It's um, I was lucky enough to play in the very first one, and I took my two hundred test wicket in the um, in the day night test match. So that's that's one of the special times. Um, and then taking a five wicket haul. Back when the back when the wicket um, wasn't a drop in, it was um, a little bit more batter friendly. So um, I sort of yeah, I, I look back on that and um, yeah, cherish uh, the, the, the games that I did play here. So you, Sid, you mentioned you played the first uh, pink ball test match here. What what do you think? Do you, do you rate the the twilight time slot, or do you think it just should go back to to normal day cricket with the red ball? Because you know, it does cause a bit of debate from time to time. But as a player, what is what are the main differences, obviously, twilight to just the, the daytime uh, time slot? I think probably the start time. Obviously, the days are no different, as in the length of the day that you're um, at the ground. But I think, yeah, just for a... Um, it's just abnormal. You know, you're usually getting up um, around this time, have some breakfast, get ready, get to the ground, and then you're home by dinner time. Um, and that's the, that's the norm. But, yeah, to actually, you know, try and sleep in... Um, to, to, to obviously wake up later for that delayed start is a bit awkward. Um, and then you get home, you can't really sleep. So it's a, it, it is an awkward one. Um, Playing-wise, it's, it's, it's actually it hasn't been too bad. I think that was the, the sceptics were always saying, is the pink ball going to be okay to play with and how is it going to um, play out during the days? But I think we've seen over the years, um, Adelaide and a the couple they played in Brisbane, that um, they performed pretty well. Um, and... 
yeah, Australia's record. I think we're 10 from 10 in day-night test matches. So from an Australian point of view, we're probably pretty happy to keep them. I would have thought. Since what's it like <laughs> for a bowler like Scotty Boland coming into... you got your fast bowlers, your different units, but you all stick together. What's it like when it and one goes down and then you've got to bring another one in? Does it change much about how you go about a batsman or working a batsman over for another bowler? Does it change your prep and lead up a little bit? No, not really. I think we're pretty lucky, I guess, um, over the years that um, Australian cricket's always had, you know, um, good good depth in their in in, in all their um, skill sets, but um, especially fast bowling. So. Um, you know, there's like you said, there's always injuries, so there is always opportunity. So I think guys being prepared, being ready to come in, and I think, you know, last summer's probably the perfect example. Um, we used three different guys, Jai Richardson, um, Michael Nesser, and, and then Scott Boland, um, and all three of them came in, in and performed. And I think, you know, especially Scotty, he gets his opportunity again today, and we all know what he did last summer um, when, he got, when he got his first crack at it, so... I'm hoping, yeah, being a, um, a good friend of him and an uh, ex-Victorian teammate, that, um, yeah, he can go out and perform once again because, he's, yeah, he's definitely got the skill set for international cricket. you still got the baggy green close handy in case uh, someone drops out, get the quick call up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. It's actually um, back at my best mate's house. Yeah, he's, his kids like having it around, so it's, it sits at their house while I continue to sort of travel around all over the world. Um, not really having a base, so yeah, they look after it for me. But um, now nah, my days are long gone. Leave that for the youngsters now, and I'll, I'll just stick to just cruising around. Uh, Holly worded me up. She said, "Talk a heap of Tasmanian cricket." I said, "Holly, we're talking South Australian cricket." So let's go to the strikers, Correct. mate. And um, look, shaping up as a pretty good side. We've had Tom Kelly on, Jordan Buckingham. Looking forward to seeing some of these younger guys. But can you just tell us um, a little bit about the, the getting the squad together and the season starting? Yeah, we've got. Yeah, I think we've um, assembled a pretty good squad this year. It's um, obviously the disappointing thing with, uh, with having international cricket on, which is great for these guys, is that we lose obviously the two key players in Alex Carey and um, Travis Head. So that's a disappointing thing. But yeah, we've got some good talent. Obviously, the addition of Chris Lynn. Um, you know, he's been one, <laughs> he's been one of the greats of the the whole competition since it started. Leading run scorer hit the most sixes in the competition. So he's going to be huge for us. Um, and then our international signings, I think, you know, we obviously got the great man, Rashid Khan, back. Um, he's been amazing um, for us over the last five years. And then, um, yeah, Colin de Grondheim, Adam Hose, I think that just, you know, strengthens our depth in some areas that we probably didn't have. Colin's an all-rounder, um, batting the can bowl um, well. And then Adam Hose, sort of middle-order batsman who will probably come in and fill the John O'Wells role. So, yeah, we obviously lost a few players, but I think we've, we've added in some key players that are, yeah, definitely going to help our side. And I think it's going to be an exciting summer for us. Sids, just uh, tell us a little bit more about Colin de Gronholm. A few texts uh, coming through. Uh, a few of the Strikers fans want to know a little bit more about him and, and what he's going to bring to the side over the summer. Yeah, well, he's going to bring a, um, an awesome-looking mullet. Um, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what he's well known for. I think if anyone sort of his name pops up, they probably don't know too much about his cricket skills, um, but they tend to know about his um, his hairdo and his mullet. Um, it's uh, he's a little bit disappointed at the moment. Just got it uh, cut recently, and she thinned it out a little bit too much, so that's not quite as thick as you'd like. Um, but no, nah, he yeah, he's obviously yeah, he's played a lot of cricket um, around the world, um, a lot of T20 cricket. Yeah, so he's sort of like a powerful middle order batsman. 
um, can clear the ropes quite easily, which is always nice in T20. And then he's bowling, yeah, he's like a little uh, a medium pacer, but yeah, he's got lots of tricks, swing the ball with the new ball and um, nail his Yorkers and slow balls and stuff throughout the middle. So, um, yeah, very handy addition because I think that's something we've probably lacked, having that sort of all-rounder over the last few years um, in that middle order um, with extra bowling for the, for the side. So, yeah, it's going to be um, handy watching him play, but I think yeah, he'll, he'll become a bit of a fan favourite once people um, check out his hairdo. Sid, you've given us one of the great moments in Australian sport. Do you ever get sick of hearing this? <laughs> Here we go. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. Oh, the ball is close. He's given it in. He's given it in. Peter Siddle's got a hat-trick on his ball. The bit that I love about that, Shane Warne saying, get ready, Tubbs, get ready, Tubbs. <laughs> it's it's one of the great things. Everyone knows that. Everyone. Yeah, no, it, it, it is good. It's, um, yeah, obviously amazing um, achievement. But, um, yeah, it, it starts making me think how old I am. I was on the plane yesterday flying over and some guy goes, oh, must have been your um, birthday recently, wasn't it? You know, the, the Brisbane match. <laughs> Everyone knows. Like, yeah, but it was bloody... It's, it's 12 years ago now. It's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time ago um, that it happened. But, um, no, I, I, I do like, obviously, hearing it. and um, You know, I get sent that video a lot, especially around my birthday. And, um, no, it was a special moment. And I think, yeah, the, like you said, the, the boys did it. Tubbs and, uh, and Warney did a beautiful call. Um, of the of the whole thing, so it, it is great to uh, listen back on. Uh, Sids, hopefully we can call that for the strikers in a couple of games here, mate. If you take a hat trick in here, I'll give it absolutely everything on the radio for you. Don't worry about that. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Looking forward to having you uh, here, mate, throughout the summer. No doubt we'll chat to you again shortly and uh, and say good to Hole for us. One of our one of our favourites here at SEN. Definitely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Talk soon. Peter Siddle there, absolute jet, absolute jet, isn't he? 12 years ago, that uh, only seems not that long ago. I, don't, I didn't it? think it was that long ago, to yeah. be perfectly honest. It was his 26th birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got to jump to a break on the other side of this. Alex Carey. Alex Carey on the test match on the other side. We're powered by Lumo Energy SA, and everybody's talking about Morn Team Care at Cheltenham.